Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Money FM 89.3, good evening. It is drive time with Elliot Danker, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. It is time now for Market View. Tian Tian, set things up for us. Right, a quick recap of how we started the day. Singapore shares uh, opened in the negative territory today following gains in, despite gains rather, in US and European markets. So if you look at the Straits Times Index, that was down 0.1% to 3,376 points in early trade. Some 47 million securities changed hands then. Let's take a look at the Closing numbers, the benchmark STI closed up 0.23% at 3,388 points. In terms of value turnover, $962 million. Gainers, trail losers, 269 versus 274. Top advances, UOB, Hallpa and DBS. And top decliners, GMHUSD, Best World and New Incorporation USD. Now, some notable names seeing developments today include Telco Operator posting a 98 8.4% decline in net profit there for the second half of the year ended December. Now, lots to watch and helping us break down all that market action we have with us in studio. Matthias Chan, Head of Research at SAC Capital. Well met. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And great to have you in studio with us as well. Well, Matt, let's uh, set the things up looking at the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the SDI fare today? What are the levels to watch? Right. Well, hearing your numbers, uh, it's pretty flat today. Um, if you look at uh, all the comments by the Fed, um, it's no wonder that the gainers are your banks, mm. right? They, they will obviously benefit from your wider net interest margins. On the negative side, uh, besides all the names that you mentioned, uh, what's, what's notable will be Starhub, like you said, and uh, I, I think we'll be talking about it a little more later. Mm. If we're talking about those gainers, and you mentioned, uh, no surprise, it's the banks. Um, could we expand on that a little bit? Uh, any particular court uh, surprise? Uh, no, it's not, because uh, you're rising interest rates and uh, there is still a momentum to it. That will uh, definitely benefit uh, the banks. Well, if you talk about surprises, well, it's uh, maybe too one-dimensional to mention that just because it's sure. rising interest rates and therefore the banks will benefit. Yeah, and, and that picture is probably going to stay the same when you consider Fed Chair Jerome Powell talking about how don't expect those interest rates to come down anytime soon. Sure, yeah. sure, for a while. Okay, uh, Starhub, as Tian Tian mentioned, profits declining 98.4%. Is this something to worry about? It's, uh, well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a big number on the negative. If you strip off uh, the exceptionals, it's still uh, a, a rather meaningful number in terms of a drop. That's like negative 35, uh, 35%. Uh, well, you know, there is a lot of transformation going on, this DARE Plus, and uh, this is a multi-year uh, initiation initiative so you know we we'll have to see how it pans out and uh, increasingly there'll be expectations for the earnings recovery to be pushed up uh, a further year so all in all the market will have to see uh, how these initiatives will crystallize to uh, returns but you know on on the positive your current shareholders can look forward to some robust dividend yields of about five percent mm. Right, if you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Matthias Chan, Head of Research at SAC Capital. Well, Matt, from uh, looking at telcos, I want to turn our attention to look at soft drinks. FNN posting a 28.8% drop in net profit uh, despite higher revenue. Are higher costs uh, a cause for concern right now? And how's the company's financial looking like? Because the group did note that it has generous debt headroom for acquisitions. 
Yeah, so to put things into perspective, you look at the uh, snapshot of numbers. Uh, you've got EBIT dropping about 22%, your margin down about 400 basis points. And like you say, the net profit also dropped uh, those numbers that you mentioned. Now, clearly, this is a sign that inflation is biting and therefore the costs yeah. are going up. But, you know, this is something that uh, that affects across the industries. As for the uh, uh, generous debt headroom. Yeah, so if you look at the net gearing number, it's about 22%. That's that's uh, generous debt headroom. The market will not bat an eyelid if you are doing a 50-60% mm. net gearing. Just to put things in perspective, if they rise from the current 22% to a 50% uh, net gearing, we are talking about dry powder of $1 billion to mm. look for earnings accretive uh, acquisitions. Mm. Uh, Mathaj, if we were to take things away from Singapore and look at uh, some headlines out of Japan, uh, that Prime Minister Fumio Kishida set to increase pressure for pay increases by reviving three-way talks among the government, business leaders and labour unions. I want to get your thoughts. What do you think a pay rise means for the Japanese economy? Um, what does it do when you look at the yen as a safe haven assets, uh, plus the inflation picture in the background? Sure. Well, let's look at the cascading effects. So you have your wages if it increases, mm. and this is sticky inflation. When you rise yeah. wage, and when you when you increase wages, it's not something that you can change mm. uh, overnight. So this will be a, a longer runway uh, in terms of uh, inflation, and a longer runway for uh, the Bank of uh, Japan to what will they do? They will they will tighten monetary policy. That's mm. just a fancy word of saying that you'll be in, uh, increasing interest rates. So yeah, the yen has already risen about 15% against uh, the greenback since uh, late last year. This is on the back of expectations of uh, you know slowing in uh, uh, Fed fund uh, increases. So you have a, like a double whammy now, depending on what, what currency is in your pocket. If you have the uh, yen... Uh, rates going up, and at the same time, the expectations of uh, the greenback rates, uh, you know, uh, um, um, slowing down or even pausing or reversing, uh, that must uh, mean uh, uh, that must be good for the end. Mm. Point of speculation: that should be quite an interesting picture for Japanese taxes, even when this uh, pay rise happens. Yeah, sure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and Matt, we talked about the Fed earlier. And in fact, uh, Jerome Powell, Elliot, as you mentioned, <clears throat> said that uh, even though 2023 is going to be a year of significant declines in inflation, it, the country will only hit the 2% target next year. So what are the chances of further increases in terms of rates in the next meeting? Matt, what are you expecting? Okay, uh, well, 270% certain. Well, I suppose what I mean is that, you know, based on the language, of uh, Powell and his colleagues, surely there will be uh, some more uh, room for uh, increases. So even though the inflationary pressures have declined, you know, they are still high. And uh, therefore, they must look at uh, taming inflation. And what helps it is that the job numbers are also strong. Mm. So, uh, you know, Powell's job is made easy. You just have to look at the inflation side while not being worried that uh, the economy or the employment uh, will tank. So uh, I think the more important question is how will market react as we reach the end number, which everyone is saying, you know, is somewhere around the mid fives mm. from the current 4.5 or 4.75 percent. But I suppose uh, that will be uh, something to discuss uh, in the next session. Thank you very much, Matt. That was Matthias Chan, head of research at SAC Capital. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.